Zilch132, happy birthday Peter Tork, February 13th. Peter Tork interviews, music, and more. Welcome to Zilch, your podcast full of Peter Tork. Hi, this is Peter Tork, and you're listening to Zilch, a Peter Tork podcast. That's right. Today we are honoring Peter Tork. It is his birthday, February 13th. Today we celebrate the man, the myth, the legend, Peter Tork, a man whose humor, philosophies, and music have helped shape our lives. Happy birthday to Peter Tork. We love you. And off of Peter Tork's Relax Your Mind, a tribute to Lead Belly, it's Peter Tork with Come and Sit Down Beside Me. Come and sit down beside me Let me hold your hand and soul I got something to tell you Baby, that you wanna know Hi, this is Peter Tork, and you're listening to Zilch, a Shoe Suede Blues podcast. Oh, my God. Someone sent you notes. Yeah, they did. Guess who? All right. (laughs) When Peter Tork was a member of the iconic 60s rock band, The Monkees, he always wanted to be respected as a serious musician. Well, today, he's still playing and having more fun than a, well, more fun than ever the second time around. Here's John Crane. Tork is finding happiness in the blues. Go ahead and do what you gotta do. He survived adversity and has reinvented himself. When not touring with his band Shoe Suede Blues, Peter can be found hanging out with his friends. 
and living the life of a country gentleman on his family's farm in northeastern Connecticut. Each day begins with yoga to stay fit, reflect, and gain perspective on his life in music. For years, I thought I was just going with the flow, man. It's just like, this is what it was cool, you know? And recently, I've come to see that this has always been my choice. This is what I wanted to do. Torque and the Monkees burst onto the scene in 1966, a made-for-TV phenomenon that produced four chart-topping albums in 12 months. But the height of Monkees' madness lasted a brief two years, and Peter Torque helped end it. I quit because I wanted to do music. I thought music was the thing. I wanted the, I wanted the Monkees to do the music. It was what I wanted. It wasn't what they wanted. Torque, born Peter Thorkelson, had been a serious musician since childhood. After dropping out of college, Peter migrated to the Greenwich Village folk music scene, hanging out with the likes of Stephen Stills and playing for coins. They moved on to California where Stills suggested Torque audition for the Monkees. When this whole thing started to happen, my grandmother started running out and getting all the, the, the teen magazines, Tiger Beat, Monkey Spectaculars, 16 magazines. Ooh, and Hullabaloo says Peter steals the show. But he didn't steal any shows on his own, forming a couple of bands and leading a quiet but troubled life. By the 1970s, Torque was struggling with drugs, booze, and money. For a while, he taught school, and then he was once again forced back into the streets playing music for coins. Sometimes I see my life as a, you know, there's this boom and then rebounding, where that, that bottom is that the last moment where alcoholism was having its way with me, just at that turning point where I went, suddenly went, wait a minute, I can't do this. This is, you know, and uh, scurried around looking for help and found the help I needed um, and, uh, and haven't had to drink since then. It's been 29 years. I haven't had to drink, haven't had to smoke a stick of dope or do a line or anything else. <laughs> Playing the blues has helped Torque stay true to himself. A lot of middle American culture is about, don't be down. If you think you're down, you will be down. Don't be down. Don't think you're down, because then you'll be fine. If you're, you'll be fine. Like this, you know, crazed need to shove away life. I was looking at my future. Man, and it looks scary. The point of the blues is, we've all had the blues. The blues is saying, you're not alone. You feeling down? That's life, that's okay. I've been down too. Adversity revisited Torque when he was diagnosed with a rare form of tongue cancer. When I got the diagnosis, I had a good cry. You know, I'm not immune. Uh, but then the next question is, what's next? You want me to send this to you? Now cancer-free, Torque hit the road, with fans of all ages lining up once more. Some get emotional, meeting the famous former monkey. You have no idea. You yes, were my, I do. Yes, I do. You were my first concert when I was 16. Really? Yeah. Fabulous. This was my 14th birthday present from my mother. I uh, listened to them starting in middle school, I think. Used to do the monkeys walk down the street with my friends. I taught my friends how to walk like the monkeys. No, no, not that. <laughs> Just like this. Boom, boom. Torque isn't beyond teaching the monkey walk either. Just go ahead. Left, step to the right. All right. Now okay. sweep left. Okay. It looks better when you've got three or four guys doing it. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> That's kind of how it's working out. 
This is like my dream come true to be doing yes. the monkey walk with oh, Peter Clark. Oh, you're too. the monkey walk 40 years later. But you won't see any monkey's memorabilia on display at his home. The gold and platinum records are hidden away in a closet. I thought I was going to write the book, The Monkeys on My Back. And of course, the joke is I'll always have the monkeys on my back. He refers to the rap that for many, the monkeys were a commercial imitation of a real band. Let them think what they think. Nobody doesn't get stereotyped. Nobody doesn't get scorned. Everybody's bad news in somebody's life. I used to cleave. No, no, no. Listen, you don't understand. I'm really worth something. I've got talent. I'm, I'm really. No more. Well, one of the things about Peter that very few people know, uh, unless you're a real ardent, diehard monkey fan, is Peter was by far the most accomplished musician of all of us. In fact, Peter plays like five instruments. He plays anything. You just sit him in, in a room with a bunch of instruments and he will pick up anything and play it. It's amazing. Torque's life. In spite of it all, he has persevered. The thing that is most important to me is that I haven't given up, haven't quit. I haven't quit doing the music. I haven't quit doing the, 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 what we call the exploration of the mystery. I haven't quit trying to grow up, be as real as I can with my loved ones. You know, those I haven't quit. And I expect not to. It's hard to imagine the monkeys without Peter Tork's humor, without his music, without his wonderful smile that lets you know that he's always up to something. Today we'll be sharing some of Peter Tork's music and an interview that he did with Crawdaddy Magazine. It's available on YouTube, on the Pace channel, and we'll also be playing some of his music off of his latest release, Peter Tork and Shoe Suede Blues Relax Your Mind, honoring the music of Lead Belly. We here at Zilch want to encourage you to check out that album and all of Peter Tork's music. So you can go to Peter Tork's Bandcamp page and there will be links in the show notes. So without further ado, here is a very cool interview. It's almost like Peter Tork Unplugged. So check it out. Happy birthday, Peter Tork. We love you and we'd like to send a shout out to everybody over at the official Peter Tork Facebook page and Tork tweets over on Twitter. We love you all, and thank you for making the Monkees fandom a much cooler place. Without further ado or further ado, Peter Tork. Um, hi, my name is Peter Tork. That's my stage name, anyway. It's really Torkelson. Actually, it's really Torkelsteinovichowitzki, but the parents changed it when they came over. Um, so I shortened it to Torque for a stage name because if you've only got this much space, Torque is this big, but Torkelsteinovichowitzki is like only this tall. So anyway, I'm here at Wolfgang's Vault, or Wolfgang's Vault. It's Wolfgang's Vault that I'm here. Hi, I'm Angie with Crowd Magazine, and I'm here with Peter Torque of Monkeys. Um, who stopped by the vault this afternoon and you just played a few songs for us, which was really, really great. So thanks so much for sticking around for an interview. My pleasure, I think. We'll find <laughs> out by the end of this yeah. thing and you know, 
it could turn bad on us in a moment. I'm, I'm really mean, so. Um, so, I mean. I like that in, in a <laughs> yeah. crowd daddy editor. Um, I think most people associate you with your work with the monkeys. But I'm kind of would like to start talking about your time in Greenwich Village. And mm -hmm. you were definitely part of that whole mm -hmm. movement and scene. Yeah. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that time of your life? Sure, kind of. Uh, let's see, I got to the village. Uh, I was just about to turn, well, let's see, it was in 1963. So I was about to turn four. Um, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Right, right. Um, lived there for two and a half years. Dylan had just left, uh, but uh, I got to know um, Roger McGuinn of the Birds, then Jim, um, uh, Richie Havens, uh, Jose Feliciano, um, Steve Stills. Steve was the kid who looked like me. They, these people came, there's this new kid on the street, he looks just like you. About two days later, ah, you're the kid that looks like me. He said, you're the kid I'm supposed to look like, and we laughed and shook hands. And we've been friends ever since. Um, um, and uh, gosh, uh, the, the uh, Love and Spoonful folk were there, and Johnny Sebastian was just uh, getting that together. Um, and uh, some of the guys who were in the Mamas and the Papas were hanging around, Danny Doherty in particular. And um, Maria D'Amato, um, later uh, Maria Moldor, oh. fabulous singer, fiddle player. She was in this great little, two girls playing fiddle and singing together. It was the most wonderful thing, just transporting. Um, and, uh, and like that, you know, and I learned my craft and told bad jokes and passed the basket and um, had a just totally happy life. Nothing going on except passing the basket and telling bad jokes and buying pizza and having a stein of beer with the proceeds and just paying the rent, just barely eating, not going anywhere, who cares? I had a guitar and a banjo and life was rich. Do you think there was a sense of rivalry then or was it camaraderie? Among the oh, musicians. Almost, almost entirely camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, no two people were doing the same thing, and there was no sense of, of somebody, you know... Uh, I mean, I had not the slightest sense from anybody about jealousy or envy about anybody else. Mm -hmm. I never saw a trace of it, you know, just cheering each other on for all we were worth. What a great yeah, thing to be a part of. Oh, yeah, it was just wonderful. You know, I, I'd heard about this stuff, this... Greenwich Village scene, um, uh, and uh, it was really a thrill to be part of it. It's um, it's well documented that you played with Hendrix um, a few times. The Monkees <laughs> played with Hendrix, and, yeah. and and he was he and I played together, jammed just a little, yeah, on a couple of occasions. Um, it was um, Steve Stills played with him more than I did. He reported that he had never swung so hard in his life as when he played with Jimmy, and that was my experience too. That there was, you know, a master in the house, and you could rely on his mastery. You know, you get a bunch of kids together and they're fighting and are we going to play the same tempo? And, you know, kids who aren't really strong in, 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 uh, in terms of their craft. And is the tempo right? Are you going to feel that the tempo is under command? Are you going to feel that the, that, the, that the thing moves along? With Jimmy, you felt you were a master. I'm sure you rise to the occasion, too. That's it. Like, you yeah, just have exactly. to. Exactly, yeah. Um, do you have, like, a singular favorite memory from, from that time? Actually, I do. Yeah. Uh, I was working on my guitar work, um, learning vibrato. And I, you start, a guitar player starts mm, 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 
calling a, like what I call a tug vibrato. But later on, you go to a push vibrato. Mm, 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 mm. I was just getting it. And I was talking to Jimmy. Jimmy was on the road with us. And I was just, hey, I'm just beginning to get that push vibrato thing. Yeah, he said, you move it, you shake the weight of the guitar. And I went, mm, mm. <laughs> Suddenly, everything was massive. I mean, ding, ding, you get these kids with their little mosquito vibratos, and it sounds like, it's a nervous vibrato, it's, there's no power to it, you know, but when you're shaking it's the cosmos, the beast, yeah. Oh. yeah, so, so I tell people, <laughs> well, I was talking to Jimmy the other day, and they go, gosh, you can say that. Right, I know, something you don't forget. Yeah, no, that was great. This is a song that you, you might know if you're, if you're about as old as, probably as old as your grandmother, really. But uh, this is an old song. I'm going to do it a little bit different. I was thinking about this earlier. So. Well, I thought love was only true in fairy tales Meant for someone else, but not for me Love was out to get me That's the way it seemed Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace Of doubt in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Well, I more or less a given thing Seems the more I gave the less I got What's the use in trying All you get is pain When I needed sunshine I got rain Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer down in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a trace Of doubt in my mind I'm in the love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried Yeah, it's the old songs that get them every time. Um, and so I understand, too, that Stephen Stills is the one who sort of um, brought the monkeys to your door. Oh, or vice versa, brought me to the monkeys' door. Yeah. Right. Uh, apparently, he had met one of the producers uh, socially and uh, had been told that he'd be great, except that his hair and teeth weren't 
probably telegenic. And did he know anybody who looked like him? No matter how little talent they had, <laughs> the guy had. And Steve instantly thought of me and called me up. He had to call me up twice. The first time he called me up and said, this guy's doing this thing. I went, yeah, 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 yeah. And he called me back and said, no, no, you really got to do it. And I went, oh, okay. So I went up there and walked into the cattle call. I thought, well, Steve sent me. I got an in. I walked in there and I walked right into the cattle call. The only person who wasn't there for the cattle call was Davey, who walked in, huh. <laughs> giving everybody the snarking, I got you guys toasted. <laughs> so maybe he does. So they were selecting all four members at the same time? It was like well, a group casting? Davey was, uh, Davey was pretty much a lock. Okay. He'd already been signed to Screen Gems, the, uh, the, the company, uh, as, a, uh, as a young performer out of Broadway. Um, some people don't remember, but young Davey, as he was then, was the American, original American Artful Dodger in Oliver, the, the musical Oliver. And he was a very talented guy. And um, a friend of his moved, went to the West Coast with him and became involved with the Monkees. And then he got signed to Screen Gems. So when the Monkees came up, Davey was pretty much a lock. And the other guys were auditioned. Gotcha. And uh, uh, Mickey was uh, an old hand, you know, having been having had a lead in a, uh, in a TV series before that, a thing called Circus Boy. And there were Mike and I, the folkies, you know, wandering in off the street. Bringing but, in the talent. <laughs> well, I don't know. Mickey and Davey are mighty talented guys. Yeah. Uh, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't denigrate their talent for the world. I don't count myself any more talented than anybody else in the group. Well, I guess you came from, like, the actual the scene, you know? I mean, you were part of, like, what was happening on yeah. the street at that time, and, you know, it wasn't, like, a commercialized... You weren't a commercialized No, I, that's either. right. There was a lot of, we thought we were, you know, the avant-garde of the folky, the integrity-loaded people. We knew what, which end was up. Um, so your primary, you learned playing instruments on piano and guitar. Was it an adjustment for you to start playing bass for the Monkees? No, I'd actually gotten my first professional accompanying gig as a bass player. Oh, really? Yeah, these, there was a guy, interestingly enough, there was a guy named Jim Hendricks, James Hendricks, not to be confused with Jimmy. Uh, James Hendricks and Vanessa, uh, needed a bass player, and they, I don't know what made them think I could play bass, but um, there's a certain style of guitar playing where you use your, th the, uh, Travis picking, where the, ba the thumb is counting off a bass, and the bottom four strings of a guitar are the same notes as the bass. So anybody who plays that particular kind of, of, uh, of, of guitar can play bass automatically, and I just walked into it, played like like I'd never not played. So no, it wasn't any kind of an adjustment at all. The adjustment was that I'd rather have played guitar, but oh. that's a different story. Right. Did you have acting experience prior to that? Or did you just um, yeah, amateur and, and college. Okay. I was the player king in Hamlet. Nice. Anon he finds him striking two short at Greeks. <laughs> his antique sword rebellious to his arm lies where it falls, repugnant to command. Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Did you, um, did people ever make, like, find comparisons to Paul McCartney? Did you ever have to face any of that, you know? No, uh, not directly. You know, people, there was that thing about the Beatles versus the Monkees, and, um, and a lot of, uh, a lot, Monkees, of course, caught a lot of flack because they were commercially founded. Right. Now, by people who wound up not being in the group, now, you ask McCartney and Lennon what they were up to, and they said, well, we want to be like, you know, Carole King. We want to be like Elvis Presley. They had commercial intent themselves, mm -hmm. but um, they were writing their own songs, and they were scrapping and, you know, doing the Berlin thing. And um, it was pretty much agreed upon at that time that um, 
the Beatles were uh, an organic, self-generated group, and the Monkees were a top-down, uh, authority-created uh, phenomenon, and that that made the Monkees less important or valuable. Now, mind you, I think the Monkees are less important and less valuable, but that's because... Different projects, yeah. Uh, different totally projects, but that's because the Beatles were the spearhead of an entire movement. The Monkees were very important to television. Uh, for my money, the Beatles did it all, and then we did the television part, mm -hmm. sort of after trailing after them. Hey, wait for us. We'll catch up in a minute. Um, and, um, and incidentally, I'd like to take this moment to say why the Monkees are important, which is that the TV series was the first TV series of its time, and for years afterwards, to feature four young adults with no senior adult figure, no dad, Monkey no authority. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. It's a tagline. Um, um, and um, which reflected the times, because at that time, we all knew that authority wasn't interested in the people. Uh, it happens, it's happened several times since. Um, the uh, authorities were interested in enriching the rich, and the, you know, and, and the rest of you all can go hang. So we were on our own, but the monkeys were on our own we were on our own cheerfully, mm -hmm. without any resentment. It's just what we did. We would carry on. And uh, that expressed something that the kids knew was important. Yeah, and I don't think people necessarily apply that to, you know, your group. It's nice to hear you state that and, you know, to consider that being mm -hmm. very, you know, it's a truth well, to what the monkeys were. Any number of kids came up to, still come up to me and say, you know, that they had, uh, life was a living hell six days a week and 23 and a half hours the other day. And then there was the monkeys in that one half hour and life was okay for that one half hour. It's a wonderful thing to hear. Yeah. And part I of think, and um, I'm going to do a song. Uh, an authentic 1950s Chicago blues that I wrote last year. You paying attention? These are the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> but ain't your fault, babe. Go ahead and do what you gotta do. your fault, babe, that you don't love me like I love you. It ain't your fault, baby, that I'm so blue. Well, I know you don't want to hurt me, and you say it's a crying shame, but you didn't do anything wrong, my baby, and nobody's to blame. No, it ain't your fault, baby. That you don't love me like I love you. It ain't your fault, baby. That I'm so blue. No, 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 you don't like it much. You'd even take it on yourself But you don't do anyone any good Putting your own life on the shelf No, it ain't your fault, baby That you don't love me like I love you It ain't your fault, baby 
so blue No, it ain't your fault, baby Go ahead and do what you gotta do No, it ain't your fault, babe That you don't love me Like I love you It ain't your fault, baby That I'm so blue That I'm so blue That I'm so blue I'm so blue Thank you. I thought we were pretending there was nobody here. <laughs> we blew that. <laughs> Sky high. So you, would you consider your primary project right now your um, blue shoe? Shoe suede blue. Shoe suede blue. <laughs> you learn how to tongue say, twister, yeah. You learn how to say it once, you'll never be able to say <laughs> the song again. Um, personally, yes. That's what I, you know... Um, the uh, the monkeys is is a grand thing to have in your hip pocket, and I'm delighted to be doing this. And uh, when that's done, I'm going to be playing uh, the blues and the blues pop music that Shoe Suede Blues plays. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I I get my jollies in that band. Yeah, um, you don't have to. You know, it's all your own like songs and stuff. Well, we a lot of covers. We even do some monkey songs. Okay. Do about a half a dozen monkey songs, and of course, some of them we do very differently. Take the last train to Clarksville. <laughs> bluesy, <laughs> slow down. Yeah, oily. When um, the monkeys broke up um, originally, did you foresee reunions happening? Or was this sort of really unexpected for you? I never gave the matter one uh, any thought either way, one way or the other. Yeah. If you'd said it was going to happen, oh, that's interesting. Never going to happen, oh, that's interesting. Right. You know, it's um, uh, it certainly has been uh, very good to me. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, you know, and I'm proud to give it my best efforts. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Here's a song that I want some of you women to pay attention to. Trouble is, you don't all know who you are, but that's okay. You've been hanging around You've been acting shy Talking profound, you've been batting your eye. But if you want to set my achy soul free, dress sexy for me. Sexy, dress sexy for me. You look so rough and tough when you wear that sexy stuff. Sweaters and skirts I can't get enough Cut real low So I can see Dress sexy for me Sexy Dress sexy for me, baby Sexy Show me some leg Make me beg some thigh make me cry 
dress sexy for me. Sexy baby. Show me some leg. Make me beg. Show me some thigh. Make me cry. Show me some lace. Baby, right up my face. Dress sexy for me. Dress sexy for me, baby. Please, baby, just sexy. Dress sexy for me, baby. You know how I love that stuff when you do it. Oh, baby. Do you have anything else you sort of want to um, speak to for the rest of the year? Personal projects or? No, the Shoe Suede on, Blues is the only personal project I have. Um, I did, um, somebody asked me if I had anything else to say, and I once said, uh, yeah, be a hero unto yourself, and uh, wound up giving a high school commencement speech on, on, that, on that theme. Yeah? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, people think, uh, well, you're just like everybody, you think you're different from anybody else? You know, that kind of thing, which is basically shut up and stay put and don't, you know, don't give me any trouble is what subtext of that. But in fact, everybody is different from everybody else. And, uh, and there's a thing in The Incredibles. Twice in The Incredibles, somebody says, if everybody's different, then nobody's different. If everybody's special, then nobody's special. But it's a lie. It's the same kind of lie as, as uh, uh, nothing's too good for our son, so that's what we give him, nothing. Don't believe that, right? <laughs> and um, and you have to be special in your own world. That's what people don't realize. If you're not special in your own world, you crush yourself. So well, that's a great mantra to live by. I so. think so. I um I heard this song. I don't know who pointed it out to me. Uh, the Mills Brothers did it. It's and you can tell when you hear the lyrics. It's it's a World War II song. It harked back to a time when the American forces thought that what they were fighting for was you know, freedom and for all. Um, now American forces are basically fighting not to get swamped, and I don't know if anybody knows what the exact mission of the American forces overseas is, or missions are, but this was back to a simpler, happier time. Um, and, uh, after World War II came uh, suburbs, houses, a thriving middle class, a strong union movement, So I'm going to do this to remind me of those days in hopes that it cheers me up. It's called um, Till Then, which will come as no surprise when you hear the lyric, which is just full of that line. Here. Till then, my darling, please wait for me. Till then, no matter when it will be. Till then, when I can hold you again, please wait. Till then, our dreams will live though we are apart. Our love 
we'll keep in our heart till then when all the world will be free please wait for me i know there are oceans we must cross and mountains we must climb i know every gain must have its loss so pray that our loss is nothing but time till then we'll call on each memory till then no matter when it will be till then when i can hold you again please wait till then we must cross and mountains we must climb i know every gain must have its loss so pray that our loss is nothing but time till then we'll call on each memory till then no matter when it will be Till then when i can hold you again please wait till then please wait till then Thank you so much for stopping by and Thank for spending you. the time here with Thank us you. today. What really appreciate it. Appreciate it myself. Okay. We want to thank Crawdaddy Magazine. We hope we didn't step on your toes. These interviews belong to them. We're just sharing them. You can listen to them and actually see them on YouTube. So check them out. And off of Peter Tork's Relax Your Mind, a tribute to Lead Belly. It's Peter Tork with How Come You Do Me Like You Do. I recommend that you get this album. You want to celebrate Peter Tork's birthday? Buy some of his music. How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you try to make me feel so blue? I ain't done nothing to you. You might be the meanest gal in town. But I'm just mean enough to turn your damper down How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? How come you try to make me feel so blue? I ain't done nothing to you Don't I always let you do just what I want you to? Don't I always let you pick me up when I'm feeling blue? How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do?
How come you do me like you do? How come you try to make me feel so blue? I ain't done nothing to you. And when it comes to jobs, you know I'm never sure. I can always find employment, but you just won't go to work. How come you do me like you do, do, do? How come you do me like you do? enjoyed spending some time with us today listening to Peter Tork and listening to his music and just take the day to love one another you know we'll be back next week with another episode based on Peter Tork and we'll have some of the members of the Wool Hat Club and some interviews from the past so until then relax your mind live for a better world and remember we are born to love one another happy birthday Peter Tork we love you see you on the next zilch and that's our show Zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the monkeys or any of their members, past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around.